Listener discretion is advised, as the Ebenezer's podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. Oh, f- Think we got this? I don't know. Hoping for the best. <laughs> it's just one of those days. I'm definitely not going to try to sing Monica while we're recording. That that sounds like a mistake. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> no, not for you, girl. You killed it. No. <laughs> No. Last note, days. I was like, all right, hit it. <laughs> she says she's holding it out. Oh, it. Should I go get a beer? <sighs> decisions are decisions. Look, listen, last night I had quite a few. It's up to you, man. I got one. No peer pressure over here. Just by you saying I've got one is peer pressure alone. Even though you're not purposely peer pressuring me, like I feel peer pressure. Just because I peer pressure myself, like the conf- conflict is real. To beer or not to beer, that's the question. But I have no seltzer. Damn it. All right. That's okay. That's all right. Well, let's I'll be right back. I'm going to go get my kombucha. It's probably the most granola shit you've ever heard me say. I think kombucha is disgusting. I'll be back. Yeah, I think we're both too chatty. We just need people to know more information. More information than they need to know, probably. Yeah. All right, Mama. Knock yourself out. Welcome back to another episode of the Ebenistas podcast. I'm Doreen and... Jabby! So, Jabby, how have you been? Um, and you need I to love? insert witty repartee here. I literally was just about to say that. <laughs> I was like, I really love how I'm doing is that insert right there. Whatever <laughs> you guys want to insert, that's how I'm doing. Put it in there. <laughs> Do it for me. But happy to see you. I'm glad we're here again for our weekly chat. Yeah. Actually, we did back almost back-to-back chats um, yeah. in the last few days. We have. So we're on a roll. We are. We're kind of crazy right now. Kind of? No, we're like, <laughs> we are. But that's okay. We're, we're doing something we like. Has we're anyone like, told you yet? Like, wow, why are you doing all of this stuff yet? Like, I can't believe you're working full time and working on the podcast. Like, I've had a couple of people tell me things like that. So it's funny. Today, actually, I had a conversation with someone. And I was like, I'm not really stressed out. I don't really have a lot going on. And they were like, uh, should I remind you <laughs> about <laughs> how your life is right now? You are really busy all the time. I'm like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't look at it it that way. No, I guess not. Not when you're doing something that you like, sort of, but not sort of, but you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of work. It's still work, you know, like to make something of your own. But, anyways, that's another discussion, maybe another topic. Anyways, but um, I'm good. How are you? I am good. The weather is changing here. (gasps) And I am super excited. I woke up this morning and I was like, Oh, what a beautiful morning. It was like crisp. <laughs> like it was fall. I was like, yes, sun Are is your out. Trees changing yet? Um, no, not yet. Some but of ours probably, are. It's pretty. It, I mean, literally, we just got the cold weather like two days ago. It was the first of it. And so I'm really excited. Yay. Can't wait Spooky for sweater. season. Sweater weather, some boots. Love boots. Oh, no. Okay. How do you feel about Uggs? The ugly. I love them so much. I thought they were hideous until I slid a pair of like bootleg of Uggs on my foot. And I was like, 
this is what heaven feels like. I really? Mean, yes. They feel that good? They feel that good. It's- I do remember you wearing Uggs, though. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just can't do it. Put them on and then you'll change your mind. Cause I felt the same way until I was, I actually I was like, you know what? Let me give this a try. I, Doreen, I have an image to uphold. Okay. I can't be an Ugg girl. You can be an Ugg girl. <laughs> Put some like pumpkins and like some kitty cats and like some stuff on there. Make it like Halloween Uggs, you know? Halloween Uggs. There are actually these um, boots that I really want from this company. They, and they have like all that stuff on it, like creepy, like witchy stuff all over it. But yeah. they're not like, they're combat boots. So they're not like padded on the inside. I would like some padded on the inside boots. I think that would be nice. What are the other ugly shoes that everybody makes fun of? Oh, Crocs. Crocs. Never put on Crocs on my feet a day in my never, life. Never. They're disgusting. I have no desire. No. Why would I do that to myself? And people mm-hmm. who are like, but they're so comfortable. I'm like, I don't care. I can't thousand other pairs of shoes that are more comfortable so no uh, anyway um, sorry. we, we digress <laughs> yeah. sorry that's not what we're here for we're not here to talk about shoes but we, we did talk about what we want <laughs> um well today we are actually going to continue our toxic series if you remember we did one on toxic parenting um a while back like maybe i don't know how long ago that was i'm not but... even gonna lie you were like remember we did one and i like my brain was like when when did we do this what are you talking about <laughs> It was one of the earlier ones. So we did Toxic Families. And so we decided to continue the Toxic series by talking about toxic friends and toxic coworkers. Mm. Warning, warning. If it sounds like we're talking about you, we probably are. JK. <laughs> but don't you I JK will- them? They need to <laughs> they need to realize, okay? Take a look in the uh, mirror. But I will say, I promise I won't speak on any of my friends poorly. I may give like an example or two and I may pick on myself, but I won't say any names. So friends, you know, like I feel like friends are the family that you get to choose. Yes. That's what I've always said. And I'm sure that it's a famous quote from someone, insert shrug here, because I don't know or care who said it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm saying it today. <laughs> I am a little snarky today, right? Oh, you you're sassy. I like it. Yeah, a little caliente. <laughs> uh, so I think the reason why this topic really, I really wanted to talk about it is because I actually, I, I work for a company and we've had one, two, three, four, five, six people occupy a role that is kind of like parallel to mine huh. um, in the past eight years. Wow. And it has been brutal. Like some of them, we got along perfectly. They just literally like showed up on a Monday, didn't come back on a Tuesday. Wow. Um, other people just like left, you know, because of circumstances or they found another job. But like at, at some point in time, the last couple, not the one that's there now, because I love her, but the last few, they, it got really toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like going to work. It was just really uncomfortable. Like, you know, negative words were said. Um, and so I, I just remember like hating going to work mm-hmm. because of that. And when you work full time, the majority of your day is spent with your coworkers. So being in close proximity with someone toxic can actually be really mentally exhausting, especially because you can't control them being there. It's not up to you. You can't be like, you're fired, Joan, go home. You know, I wish like, I could like seriously, <laughs> that annoying ass person that you're like I've had it with you just be like listen I make the rules now look at me I am the captain <laughs> I am the captain now 
<laughs> pack your shit and go home. Um, but I will help you here. <laughs> right? Like, I wish you could, but you can't most of the time. And this type of stressful environment can also cause physical symptoms. So it can cause you headaches, stomach problems, sleeplessness, um, also uh, in addition to all of the mental, you know, issues um, as a result of their bad behavior or just being in a toxic area. So let's dig into how toxicity can start. Jabby, what do you have for us? Ooh, yes. So I was like, let me take it back now, y'all. Take it back now, y'all. Um, time. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually learn to be toxic sort of as babies like literally one of the first things that you learn as a baby is to manipulate and it's not because you're a vindictive satan baby i mean listen (laughs) have you seen the omen um you need something i cry i need attention i cry i need a diaper change i cry so things like that like i don't do that anymore I keep saying I do it. I cry, but... Uh, I cry when I need attention. Speak for yourself. Sometimes. Yeah, you're right. I guess we can kind of do that, huh? <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't cry when I need to go to the bathroom, so, I mean, that would be weird. I mean, it depends on how intense it is, you know? You never know. Can you imagine if somebody, every time, like, at work or something, somebody just started crying at their desk, and they're like, what's wrong? I was like, I have to pee. <laughs> I don't want That would be one of those times. Pack your shit and get out. <laughs> Go into the storage room and get, like, the box for them. (laughs) That's it. I did have – anyway, I'll show you that later. Okay. Okay. Um, So, other than babies, children can be manipulative and toxic. Wait, what about – okay, so so kind of like how cats learned how to meow to imitate babies to get humans' attention, like, because they don't meow amongst each other? Yes. It's manipulation. They're trying to make you like give them what they want. Yes. They're guilt tripping you. They're basically like, you're a terrible mother. That's, you know, (laughs) I never really thought about it that way. Like, I'm like, babies are so cute. This is the only way they know how to communicate. But like, low key, you're right. Like you are teaching them like cry as loud and as hard as you can. And they will eventually figure out what to give you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I tell you about how our sleep training is going right now. And it is brutal he is manipulation at like 100 right now so (laughs) but either way so that's babies right and then we move into childhood and i think you do see a lot of toxic behavior in children not largely like i would say like what do you i'm thinking about like what like seven eight nine kind of thing you know you might have a couple bullies here and there and that is of course is toxic behavior the difference, though, is that children don't really know that they're being toxic. They don't understand sometimes their behavior, especially, you know, kids who may not have great um, at-home care or things like that. Like, they may not really understand what they're doing. So they may actually show signs of being narcissist, having vanity, a victim mentality, anything that, that threatens their self-esteem kind of thing. So um, there is a couple signs I saw that it was like, signs that your child's friend may be toxic or your kid is a toxic friend. Parents should be aware of this. (laughs) I I just thought this was interesting. So really quick, um, the child may treat parents and adults with disdain. The friend teases and belittles your child. They encourage your child to act badly at school or the friend wants to keep secrets all the time. So yeah, I think 
I think we're we should when we go into the, the the adulthood toxicity, I think that teasing and belittling comes in a lot there, and it's kind of masked as sometimes like, oh, I'm just kidding kind of thing. Oh, those are the worst. But let's 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 do that. So I just wanted to touch on kids really quick, um, so we can kind of tie that in. So as adults, we grow and we sometimes can turn into crazy people and some crazier than others. So Doreen, you want to start us off on toxic friendships in adulthood? Toxic friendships um, when you get into adulthood can be, they can be a little different. Sometimes you can grow to be a toxic friend or sometimes your friend can grow to be toxic or they may have already been that way. um, And you're, you know, maybe you're just like, oh, well, that's just how they are. Yeah. As I have mentioned quite a bit, I've been watching Girlfriends a lot. And Tony is the, I mean, oh, he is the quintessence of a toxic friendship. Yep. Like she got upset and tried to sleep with her best friend's boyfriend, like because she was cheating on her boyfriend. It was ridiculous. We do, as we grow up, we do notice. Yeah. That was a delayed bitch. I'm sorry. (laughs) What the fuck? Um, But as we grow up, we kind of, you start to realize that like you have to protect your own peace. And you may have a friendship that has become toxic and you don't really know what to do or you've gotten used to it, but it can actually really negatively impact you. Um, The danger of a toxic person, especially one that is a friend, Mm -hmm. um, is that it can make you feel inferior, invisible, anxious, um, makes you feel like you're a bad person. And when you feel that way, it erodes that person's sense of self and it compromises Mm -hmm. their mental health. So... I think it's really important to identify these toxic friends, Mm -hmm. um, see if if they bring you happiness, joy. Do you cringe to talk to them? Um, Is a conversation just about them and and never really you? Do you feel like you get are fulfilled in talking to them or that you you feel better? And if if the answer is no, then you probably have a toxic friendship. And that's okay. You just have to figure out what to do to get out of it. But we'll talk about that later. If you want to get out of it, some people for some reason, will stay in those, those situations. Um, loyalty is a, is a hell of a thing, right? Yeah. Like you want to be, you want to be loyal to your friend. It's like, you know, no matter who you are, we're going to be best friends forever, mm-hmm. but it doesn't always happen that way. And it, and it can be difficult and it can be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you can just choose to say, Hey, like, I'll just set these boundaries and yeah. that makes, that protects me enough that I don't need to stop being friends with that person. And that's fine too. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I think I've had um I've had a couple situations like that and then where I remember one time so I had a friend um and we were friends for years like I want to say like almost 10 years or so no wait yeah yeah just about almost and um she just as time went on I remember like the last I want to say 2 to 3 years it just kept getting worse and worse like her attitude um just in general about life like she was like you know, she had her own issues going on with like a dude and back and forth and, you know, and I'll be there for my friends, you know, whatever's going on, you know, what have you. But it got to a point where like, for some reason she was lying about her relationship with him, like in the things that happened, whatever. And I was like, I mean, why one, you don't need to lie to me. But anyways, then also like her comments, she would come to visit us sometimes um, for holiday and like her comments sometimes were just really ridiculous I remember the final time that I saw her she tried to like get Bill into like an argument 
like try to like bait him into an argument about feminism or something like that and then i can't remember oh it was the year that i was getting married and i was talking to her i think i told you about this i was talking to her about um she's like oh what are you guys gonna do for wedding bands and i was like oh nothing i was like i'm just gonna we're just gonna use my engagement ring and i'm just gonna buy him a ring and um you know because we don't want to spend money on that and she was like what that's stupid like why would you do that like but not in that you're being silly or like even kind of like fun kind of way like she dead ass was like that's fucking stupid are you and yeah exactly and she's like what kind of people do that blah blah blah. and then we were talking about you know music is huge for us and we were talking about oh like maybe we'll do karaoke on one of the sack like because we were doing it at a house we're like so maybe one of the rooms will do like karaoke for people and like whatever and she's like ill no that's so fucking tacky nobody wants to hear that at at your wedding blah 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 blah. like just straight up judgmental and i was like wow dude okay but it wasn't just that it was just like other things that were happening you know her trying to go you know him into an argument things like that and just the previous years it just kept getting worse and so i just i tried to set boundaries like you said like setting boundaries about subjects that we would not talk about i reduced the amount of time that I would talk to her and if I felt like she was getting all hyped or something like that I would be like oh I gotta go okay bye kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) so that was just my like one of my toxic situations I'm not the best at cutting anyone off like I just love I try to love on everybody maybe too much so Um, everybody try to love on you girl (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I remember I had a friend and we've been friends like all throughout college and um, I think it started off because I had a crush on him. Mm-hmm. And so I would always like casually like put myself in places that I knew he would be. Like mm-hmm. he worked in like the little gaming room and, but it was on like really far away from where I lived. And I would go all the way out of my way, like an hour out of my way. I was just in the neighborhood. Yeah. Kind of thing. And he was <laughs> like, you don't have no classes out here. Finally, like after talking to his frat brother who introduced me to him, he was like, oh, okay. But the more I got to know him, the more I was like, oh, no, what was I thinking? Why? You know, like, he just wasn't for me. Like, we just, you know, but we became really good friends. Mm -hmm. And um, we were like inseparable. Everyone thought we were a couple because we were literally always together. He was always in my dorm room. Mm -hmm. We were always hanging out. And, but I noticed that like, after a couple of years that our friendship was really one-sided. And that it, while we had a good, like we had great conversations, he knew all about my stuff, but he never did that much for me and had no qualms like asking me. So by the way, one of my friends called me out. They're like, you say qualms a lot more than most people do. Qualms, qualms, qualms. Yes. (laughs) I didn't notice. I have, you know, there's, you know, cause I go through and I'm like, what are the things that we say when I'm editing? Like there are certain things we say. I rarely hear you say that. I, well, apparently I say it. So wrong person. I'm kidding. I, then I got into trouble like with my mom one time because of something that he left in my room and I didn't know about it. And then like blamed like another girl. And I was like, it was you clearly. Um, and now my mom thinks it was me. There was another incident where like I let him borrow my mom's car yeah. and then he drove it and then like it broke down and he never, he didn't tell me until the next day. And then by the time he told me the car had gotten towed. And my mom was in another country and she had to fly back from another country um, to get the car out of the impound. And by that time, I think the fees were like over a thousand dollars. And then she beat your ass, didn't she? I was a grown adult, but I got a stern talking to. Um, But, you know, I was just really pissed off. I was like, 
I keep on overextending myself and I keep mm-hmm. on getting slapped. You know, I'm the only one getting hurt. And then, but we still were kind of cool, like not as close, but like cool. And every time he would call me, it's because he needed something. Oh, I'm about to be in town. I need something that's somewhere to stay. Mm-hmm. I need you to bail out my brother. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Like, and I was just like, this friendship is not a friendship anymore. It's just you calling me. Like I'm the godfather and asking me for favors all the time. Yeah. And so I kind of just started like, I kind of put some, some space between the two of us and you know, I still, I, you know, that's my homie. If I saw him, big hug, you know, whatever. But I had to put up a little bit of a boundary between us where you don't feel comfortable asking me to solve every one of your problems. Exactly. And Or not even asking, just like showing up and expecting me to just take care of everything for you. Yeah. Um, because that was the nature of our friendship. And I realized that it was definitely more self-serving for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was also a time where I was a toxic friend. Like, Ooh, tell me. So one of my friends, we went to high school together and then we reconnected after college and we lived in like a really small town in Florida and, um, and we would hang out all the time, you know, but like there was nothing to do. So we would like literally go to like Walmart, get like a $3 bottle of wine, go crazy on that. We had a friend that was a bartender. We go drink over there, you know, another bartender go drink over there. Isn't that the best? Yeah. Until bartender. Well, so unbeknownst to me, you know, I found out later on, like recently, like last year, because this was like 11 years ago, but I found out like last year that he was like an, a, a, like a really bad alcoholic. And like when we Wait, weren't the drinking- The friend or the bartender? My friend. Oh. And he, when, when we weren't drinking, he was like, it got so bad he was drinking like mouthwash, like <gasps> to get like drunk and stuff. And I had no idea that I was feeding into that. Oh, you know? no. And so like- I, I realized that I was a toxic friend. Like how did, I was so swept up in my own, like, I hate this small town. Let's mm-hmm. just drink and have a good time that I didn't realize that. Yeah. Every time he would come to my house, he'd be like, Oh my God, your parents have all these bottles. Let's just take one. They're not going to notice. And it, when I realized it all clicked together that like I enabled him constantly to just be drinking all the time. Well, why do you feel like you were toxic in that situation? Like you didn't know. I didn't know because I didn't pay attention enough to my friend. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so in that situation, I realized that if I had taken two minutes to pin, you know, like piece together all these things, Mm -hmm. I would have realized my friend has a problem, you know, like, and it's not like where for me where I'm like, oh, let's go out and drink it. Then I don't drink again for the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. But for him, he was drinking every day. Oh, I'm just having some wine. I'm having this never clicked that he had like a genuine problem um and so and then you know I realized that just all the good times that we had together there was a lot of alcohol involved you know so anyway so that was an example when I was just in my in my opinion you telling me that story I don't think you were maliciously trying to be a toxic friend at all um and I don't think you should I mean I understand your guilt and I understand why you may feel bad but I also, I wouldn't label that as toxic, really. I mean, I think a lot of people, that happens to a lot of people where they don't notice that the people closest to them are going through an addiction issue. It's kind of, um, like you said, every time they're good times, but they're kind of clouded. Like he's having alcohol, but they're clouded in these good times, right? You guys are just going out to have fun. You're just doing this to have fun, whatever kind of thing. And so you don't really know kind of thing. So I'm just saying for me, I, you know, it is what it is. Happen, thank you so. thank you for absolving oh. me of my guilt <laughs> no it's just I just you know people just serve we can't save everyone my mother told me that um really early on when a friend of mine passed away mm-hmm. and 
I just sat back and thought about it. She was like, you know, you can't save everyone. You can't sit there and just go, what if, what if, what if kind of thing. You know, but I mean, I think this is going to be like great because we just both seem to have gone through these certain situations. But sometimes I feel like toxicity isn't just in what people are saying. Um, It can also be what they're not saying. So for example, I have had a friend um, who throughout the years, like, you know, we were cool through high school, early 20s, what have you. And then, you know, there's some moving happened and blah, blah, blah. And like, I noticed that, like, when I would go to town, I'd be like, hey, like, I'm in town, like, let's hook up, let's hang out, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes we would if, it, if I initiated it. But mm-hmm. if they ever came to town, like, to my end of the world, um, it was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be there. And, like, you know, we should talk and, like, we should hook up, blah, blah, blah. Nothing. They would get here and they would just, like, literally there was one time and this is after years and years of this back and forth kind of thing. And I was like, here I am extending myself thinking that we're friends because every once in a while we still like chat and what have you, we have this great history, whatever. But I remember they were like, Hey, I'm going to be in Denver whatever for a few days this week. Um, you know, let's hang out, what have you. And I remember I text them when like, or a day or two after they got in And I was like, hey, like, you know, um, you know, I have to work this week, but let's hang out. Like, if you're downtown, I can meet you, blah, blah, blah. And never got a response, nothing, but saw on Instagram that they'd gone to like baseball games by themselves, like doing all these things. And I was like, okay, well, but this is, again, this is after years of years of the same behavior of, yeah, let's meet up. I'll come see you. And then nothing happens. And so I was like, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to exert that energy towards someone who obviously does not care about me, um, who doesn't care to see me. So like I said, toxicity is not sometimes, it could just be someone just ghosting you, you know, and you start to feel bad. You're just like, well, what's wrong with me? What's this? And I'm like, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. If I'm not valued as a friend, then we don't need to be friends. I had a friend, like my best friend from like high school, like ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way through like most of college and then like she just ghosted me one day like we hung out we had brunch mm-hmm. we've been friends like over 10 years like you know like super close mm-hmm. and we went to brunch and I was like okay you know I'm going back you know to Tallahassee and I just never heard from her again like that it was literally that abrupt I till today we haven't spoken and that was in 2004 or 5 Wow, and never. Then I heard that I saw on Facebook that she got married, mm-hmm. like a, a couple months after that, and I was like, "Why? Get, oh. Why aren't you answering my phone calls?" Like, I so till today I'm still haunted by that. Like, I don't know, did I do something? Did I not do something? I don't know. But, I hate that so much with relationships, whether it's romantic or friends or whatever. When people just are gone without explanation, I have a problem with that. I got yeah. issues. Okay. But anyways, <laughs> but I also too, I mean, I've been on the other end of that. I've been the toxic friend. Definitely. Um, my friend, me and um, Rachel, we've been friends since we were high school. Um, we were in high school and we talked about it actually this the other day. And it was like, you remember that time where we went through, I think it was, I can't remember if it was junior year the whole year or what, but I ended up being on the outskirts. Like we had this group, group of friends, there's four of us. I ended up on the outside and I definitely blame myself. I lost a friend because of it. And then at one point I was like being horrible to Rachel, like absolutely horrible to her. And 
you know, but obviously now we're, we're adults, we're friends. It was a temporary moment in girls in high school kind of thing. But being that toxic person and being that for, for really dumb reasons, you know, really helped set me up for adulthood in the relationships and what kind of relationships I want to have with people and how I want to be as a friend kind of thing. So okay. it's a, it's a growing you know, thing. And I always want my friends, I encourage my friends, if I'm, if, you, if I say something shitty, please let me know, <laughs> you know, like I don't like making people uncomfortable, right? you know, but anyways, so now that we've gone over our experiences and now we feel hurt <laughs> I know. with therapy, our mini therapy session. Um, oh, you know what? You know what I just thought of too? You know who was fucking toxic? Ew. Jan Brady. Jan... You don't think Marsha was toxic? No, I think Marsha was just kind of head in the clouds kind of thing. And she's like, I'm pretty, blah, 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 you know, whatever. But Jan, she was a hating ass bitch. Yeah, she was like, a hater. Get your own. Like, why are you so worried about what's going on over there? Worried about what's over here. That middle child complex is real, man. And she's like, it's all about Marsha, 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 Marsha. It's like, God, you're Hi, baby, dude. That's why nobody likes you. God. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know who else is a toxic friend? Who? Peter and Family Guy. Oh my he God, is, he's a toxic person altogether. Oh my God, that part where we we're talking about it earlier was about kids, where he's like, he encourages the child. <laughs> your child um, encourages them to act badly at school. That's him. With yep. His yep. Completely. He's like, let's do this thing. And they're like, don't do that, Peter. And he's like, no, we're going to do it. <laughs> don't tell Lois we're doing it. So biggest part of a toxic friend are the frenemies, right? Whew. I kind of like frenemies a little bit. I, I don't have the emotional like strength to deal with that. Yeah. It's just too confusing. I'm just like, but are we friends? But that was really mean. Yeah. Like, but you're so nice. Otherwise, I, it, it leaves me just like fucking shattered. Yeah. So I can't, I can't do that. And I, I need the clear lines. Either we're enemies and I can deal with that uh-huh. or we're friends, but like, I don't like the combination of the two. Yeah. No, I definitely don't have any, I, they don't last long in my life, but when they do come around, it's kind of interesting. I'm always like, Ooh, this is just like a cute little drama happening. And then I have to let them go. Cause I'm just like, this is too crazy for me. But, um, Basically, I mean, I think we all know what frenemies are, but I really like Urban Dictionary <laughs> sometimes, but they actually made like a nice little, little uh, thing about it, but it's a Let's person, it. <laughs> it's a person in your life, usually a friend or coworker, but well, you know, actually I'm gonna start that over. It's usually a person in your life that you get along with and enjoy overall company, but will cut you down with virtually any opportunity with mostly backhanded compliments or jabs. They always root for you to do good, but just not better than them. This is normally stemmed from some jealousy to any or all aspects of your life. It's like a hater, but like a hater you like hang out with. <laughs> yep. So actually, I thought this was interesting because front of me sounds like such a modern word, and I thought it was, but it goes way back. Um, it was an aristocratic author and activist, Jessica Mitford. Who, stayed, who circulated it, and it was coined by one of my sisters when she was a small child to describe a rather dull little girl who lived near us. Is that how you imagine she said it? Yeah. I mean, she's <laughs> aristocratic, right? So don't they all sound like that? Yeah. Nah, sir. Nah. <laughs> are, are you an old-time gangster? <laughs> what? 
Thank you. never catch me, Kappa. Ah. <laughs> So I've had a couple frenemies in my life. I had one at work. um, Like she was all about me in terms of helping her. But whenever someone would be like, oh my God, Doreen, you're amazing. She'd be like, we're all amazing. And it's like, (laughs) okay. My God, the shade. Yeah, like, yes, we are. Like I've been here longer than you. Why would anyone ask you those questions and not me? Why do you ask me for help all the time? It'd be because of that. Because, and you see the attitude that you have right now? That also factors in. See how I'm nice and you're not? Like, that also factors in. But it's just, I just realized that she's definitely like a friend. Like, we normally get along really, really well. But, like, she would just, she was a little backstabby. And then I had a girl, a friend of college. And um, we met, like, our first day of college. We did all our classes together. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, you know, I thought she was so cute. Like, she was, like, brown skin and slim and Haitian and, like, full of life and, like, just, you know, like, the life of the party kind of person. Yeah. And I was just in awe of her, you know. Yeah. But for some reason, she was a little intimidated by me. And that goes back to, like, Haitian. Let me not even say Haitian. Like, just, just like, colorism issues, I guess. Oh, no. And so um, I had a crush on this guy, like from the, he had all our classes too. And I was like, oh my God, I really like this guy. Like, he's so cute. Like, that's my crush. Like she branched the conversation. We all started hanging out. I was super excited. And then I kind of like, one day me and him were hanging out and I kind of was just like, yeah, man, like, you know, you're definitely like the type of guy that I would be interested in. And he was just like, Ooh, yeah, no, you're not my type at all. Like, and I was like, Oh, okay. You know? Um, And then a week and a half later, guess who made out? My Mm. friend and Mm. this guy. You know, she was just like, oh, it just kind of happened. I'm like, but you know that I had a crush on him. Mm -hmm. She would also call me like before class and be like, what are you wearing to class today? And I'm like, I'm wearing this and this. Okay, well, I need to change because I can't have you be cuter than me. What? Oh, okay. All right. You know, like I... I was so unprepared for that type of relationship. It was just really weird, but we were really close. Mm-hmm. Um, we barely talk now, but like we're still friends on like social media, but How that was a weird dynamic that we had. How was little, interesting. She was very competitive and I, I was just like, okay, you know? I will say that the situation that I have, I don't see it as, you know what? Let me take it back. There is a competitiveness there. It's also a matter of having to deal with it. Like, just, this is not, like, you realize that this is just going to have to be how it is forever. You, again, it's another thing of setting limits and boundaries kind of thing so that you can continue on and have a peaceful, peaceful interactions. But, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that's just how I view it, just because I feel a certain type of way. But I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... This is interesting because I, this will go into our next conversation about coworkers, frenemies, because I think that's where most people find their frenemies is at work. So before we get into that, um, getting rid of your toxic friends. So I was just going to say that when you work and befriend your potential competition, things can get messy pretty fast. Like when we have the same role, we're vying for the same positions, the same opportunities, but we, we're still close and we're going to see each other succeed. Mm-hmm. But you know, eventually at one point in time, it's going to be us against each You know, we're going to be like batting against each other. That would create a frenemy real fast. I feel like there's going to be a certain type of feeling you're going to feel no matter what. But if you're adult enough, you'll realize that business is business, right? Yeah. Um, 
but that's also why you most people separate their work friends from their their homies because your work friends typically you can't that competition is there like that that feeling is there yeah after that really quick before we get into toxic coworkers, getting rid of your toxic friends so i understand this is super hard to do especially once you're in your 30s just finding a friend is really hard like i mean i i mean thankfully i have you doreen i have you know my group of girls but the issue is you guys are all across the country right true that so and this happens to a lot of adults you know childhood friends friends that have been there your whole life they end up going elsewhere and you have to make new friends so i understand why it's really hard to get rid of that toxic friend when you're just like shit i don't want to lose that social connection that i have but honestly if it's a matter of it's killing your, men- your your mental health, your emotional health. And, you know, all of a sudden you feel like you are getting nervous around them. You have anxiety about being, just drop that bitch. Seriously. <laughs> like they're doing nothing for you. Your other option. I mean, if you want to, I mean, you could always sit down and have an open and honest conversation, right? I mean. Good luck with that. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like that's like the mature thing you're supposed to say, but how often is it going to happen? You're dealing with a toxic friend, so they're not going to really be open to seeing themselves through your eyes because they're the toxic friend. Exactly. So they're like, everything I do is perfect. You need to get over yourself. You're too sensitive. You're in your feelings. Um, you, you know, you're overreacting. You know, that gaslighting nonsense where suddenly you're defending yourself instead of them having to say, like, maybe I didn't behave the nicest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would just say, if you can't tell them directly, uh, which I am not the best at, uh, I would say at least write a letter, an email, a text, anything, just because not knowing why someone ended a friendship, as I said earlier, can be really hurtful and devastating. And you don't want to cause that person to not be able to form any long lasting friendships in the future because they're never sure what they did to the last good one that they had that just like fell off the face of the earth. I think that's a problem with ghosting in general. It's just like, I have ghosted people. So like, don't think that I'm above it. <laughs> Same. I, I literally just told you two stories where I ghosted people. <laughs> But I feel like if you know someone well enough, at least be like, hey, yeah, you know, like, this is my issue. This is what's going on. Just try to be honest. And it's like, it's, I'm not asking for an explanation. I'm not asking for an apology. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this is the best decision that I can make for me at, at this point in my life, you know, and, you know, that. no love loss. You don't have to be an enemy. You just yeah. don't have to be as close. I like that. I feel like you, you summed that up very nicely. Thank you. So, okay. So this is my favorite toxic coworkers. Like toxic friends, I feel like toxic friends, like it's a thing, right? But I don't know about you. I don't feel like I deal with it too often. The ones I have dealt with are gone. But toxic coworkers, girl, I got a list for you. I have had plenty. Oh my God. So really quick, I found this list of the different types of coworkers that you come across. So I just wanted to see if you have come across these types before. Let's do it. All right. So the noisy coworker. Noisy? Mm-hmm. Noisy, noisy. No. I'm going to tell you mine. Okay. We had this coworker and we all worked um, in one little room. There was four of us. Sounds like torture. Continue. Oh my God. Torture. I've, had, I've been in this situation a couple times and it's created issues. So, but this one in particular, the noisiness was from eating. Mm-mm. And I have a huge problem with listening to people eat. There's actually a word for it. 
And especially this person would eat like peaches or apples and purposefully like bite and then slurp everything up really loud. Like well, take that's huge, disgusting. Yeah, take huge like bites and slurp. And so like me, um, a friend of mine who we work together in the same office every once in a while will tease each other about it and just like make those sounds, but it was disgusting. Anyways, so I think this is a yes for both of us, the gossiper. Ooh, okay. So real talk, true story. Uh, that can be low-key me a lot of the time. I'm like, <laughs> oh, girl, got some tea, girl. Oh my God. Um, but <laughs> so <laughs> I can I can attest to that one. But there, I mean, there are people who spread malicious gossip. Like I've, I've never spread anything to like, that would cause anyone to get fired or in trouble or anything like that. Like I try, or if I hear something, I'm like, yeah, this person really should know that this is being said at work. This is not like in their personal life. Like someone should say something, and I would be that person and be like, hey, I, I want to kind of stop this gossip train where it is and just let you get ahead of what's happening. Here's what they're saying. That can be perceived as a little petty, but um, I would rather kind of be direct. Like I heard this. I'm not going to say who I heard it from. I just want you to know that it's out there so you can prepare yourself if it ever falls back on you, you know? Interesting. But I, I am good for the tea. But I have, like, my trusted confidants. Exactly. Um, but having worked in the HR field, there's a lot of secrets that I have that I still won't, I can't and won't tell anybody ever. Yeah. So it's never anything that I shouldn't know or anything that I shouldn't tell anyone. It's just, mm-hmm. like, you know, stuff that people eventually find out or they, it's kind of, like, public knowledge. Yeah, I got you. I definitely am not of the create something malicious type thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely just like a sharer of information kind of thing. Like you heard something, we heard something, you know, so-and-so did this and we're just like, oh, really? That's interesting. Oh, shit. What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And they move about your day. I had a, a someone that I used to work with. Um, she would actually spread malicious rumors about me because every time she would like, they'd be like, oh, Doreen, oh my God, you work with Doreen? I love her. Like, she's so awesome. She's so friendly and she's so nice. Everybody loves her, blah, blah. And she just, she hated it. Is this it, the same lady you were just talking about a few minutes ago? No. Yeah, I'm another uh, one? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she would actually tell people things about me like, oh, you really shouldn't tell Doreen any of that. Like, she, she just can't be trusted. Like, you know, she it really, it would be better if you told me and not her and make sure that she stays out of the loop on this. You know how she is. She's always running late. She's this, she's that. Like what? she literally, anytime someone would meet me for the first time, she would pull them aside for like a sidebar and be like, by the way, here are all the things you need to know about Doreen. Like she's not a good person. She's really this, she's really that. She would try to like ruin my reputation because she didn't like that people spoke of me so highly. Fuck her. Yeah. She, I don't know who you are, but fuck you. Yeah. Also same. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Next coworker, the smelly coworker. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So I had a coworker when I was in retail and sweetest girl. She was super nice. We worked together in the morning. We opened at like 7.30 and her breath was so funky. I would be like maybe 20 feet away and it would just like travel. Like imagine a cartoon hand that would like do, 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 do. And then like smack you across the face a couple times. <laughs> that was her breath. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I always paranoid that I'm that person. Like I'm always constantly like, do I smell? Like for some reason I don't know why. Because it's like appearances, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, every once in a while, like if I'm having a conversation with someone, like in depending on where I'm at, I will look in my little pocket mirror, just because I'm just like, oh my god, my eyeliner, like is my eyeliner like, 
And then like, I'll just like, do I smell? Like for some reason, I don't know. I'm just so weird. And so, yeah, that's pretty funny. I've never had a smelly coworker. I've never, only, the only smell is smoking though. I have worked with people that smoked heavily, heavily. And I mean like where it's in their paperwork, like it's in everything that they are. And it's just like, I can't personally, I can't deal with it, but it's been there. Let's see. We have the complainer. Ooh, that's also me. (sighs) About work. I might be the toxic coworker in case you're picking up on that. God damn. Okay. So we're, I skipped one. So just remember you're at two. Okay. Let's see. I have met the complainer before. I might be the complainer actually. So I'm not going to lie. I have complaining moments. So I got one. Funny story. When I also worked in retail, um, I had this supervisor and we're actually like great, great, great friends now. Mm-hmm. But I thought she loved me because I'm like, oh my God, I have to do this. And this person came in and did that, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I would just like vent to her all the time. And she was really nice because she's just a nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. And then I realized, and then like another girl came in the office one day and I saw how she was with her. And I was like, huh, I don't think she likes me. Like, I think that she's really that she's being polite because that she's a supervisor, so she can't be rude. But I was like, so after we actually became friends, I was like, yeah, I don't, I realized that you didn't like me in the beginning. She's like, door, don't call me door, by the way, but she calls me door. She was like, door, like, I love you, but like, you complain about everything. And then you proceed to go and do it and do it perfectly and with no issues. She's like, but you have to complain first. And it drives me insane. Oh my God. It was one of the realest piece of information about myself that I did not know at that point. And I was like, okay, I'm going to work on that. I still complain all the fucking time and I get it done. I just, <laughs> it's part of my process. I am a complainer. <laughs> like you're working through it. Like you're trying to work through your issue, but you're going to get it done. Yeah. Let me get this out, my frustration so that I can get my work done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what? I'll take it. In that sense, I'll take it. But you know, there's some people that just like, I feel like there's some people that complain and complain about their situation, like as far as things that can be changed in employment. Um, some people who are like, why do I work here? Blah, 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 da, da, da. And I'm just like, dude, if you don't want to be here, just put in that two weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just look for another job. And, I'm, and I'll be like, hey, did you look? Are you looking for another job? Are you doing this? No, because blah, 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 da, da, da. I'm like, <laughs> bruh, like, then you obviously want to be miserable. So. At the end of the, but I understand some people complain and they can't get out of their situation for whatever reasons. But if you have the ability to get out, stop crying. Like, just do it. You ever meet the people who are like, I can find work so much easier from somewhere else and get paid so much more money. Oh, um, yeah. I, I had a coworker like that. And seriously, we were like, so what are you doing here? Like, why? Like, if you're so much better and you can get a job so easily, and so-and-so has a hookup here and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm just like, why aren't you there? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why this is considered toxic, but the flirt. Oh yeah. That can be toxic. I mean, I guess creating tension amongst coworkers and. Or trying to curry favor. True story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. I definitely have been, I mean, I guess not super flirt, but I've definitely been around the coworker that has slept with the boss to get where they wanted to be gross yeah really gross actually i've been across that several times in uh, multiple firms 
Um, the MIA worker. Oh, man. <laughs> so many of those. Oh. Will they be here? Every day is a guessing game. I had a coworker. So we were supposed to start work at like 730 or 8. And mm-hmm. she literally, she was late every day. She showed up at like 10, 11, 12. And then she told her boss, she was like, I'm just not really a morning person. Like, I can't really do mornings. Can I come in at like 9.30, like 10-ish? <laughs> and like, do you know this woman said, told her yes? She was like, okay. No! Ma'am, no, absolutely not. What? No. She, she was the worst. Nobody's a morning person. All right. Uh-huh. That's but you know what I mean? Like, nobody's like a, I want to get up and go to work type person this early yeah. in the morning. Like, give me a break. Yeah. It was awful. She oh, was my like, God. That's a terrible boss. Like, what kind of management is that? She was just the nicest person in the world, and she didn't have the heart to, like, say no to anybody. It was great working for her. I will say that. I got everything I ever wanted. Maybe she was not right for that position. Oh, no. She was let go from that role. Like, okay. shortly yeah. thereafter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, gonna... you can't be like that and try and manage a place. Like, it's yeah. not how that works. We have the busy coworker. Um, they're so much busier than everyone else. They're always in a constant state of frenzy. They just have so much to do. And they're just, da, 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 da. no one understands and blah, blah, blah. No one's happy. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I've met people like that. I've met a lot of people like that. The, the list is too long to even try to narrow down. Yeah, we're not, I'm not worried about that. Um, the talkative coworker. That's you. You talkative bitch. <laughs> That's also me. I'm always chatting. You literally at the beginning of the show was like, I'm such a chatty bitch. <laughs> I am. <laughs> that is very true. Oh my God. The last and my least favorite, the fucking tattletale. Oh yeah. Listen here. If you're the tattletale, snitches stop it. get stitches. When I see you outside, I'm going to meet you outside the parking lot at 501, okay? Don't catch these hands. That's what you got to do. Tattletales are the worst. Yeah. I. I, I have one that I would like to talk about, but I'm literally afraid that she may tattletale on me in this podcast. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> so I want, okay. So actually, you know what? Go ahead. Tell me your part. And then I will tell you this story afterwards. Toxic coworkers. So toxic coworkers make even the best job feel like torture. They can do this in a few different ways. Uh, we kind of touched on some of this stuff already, but they can, um, they b- backstabbing, criticizing and blaming. Gossiping and spreading rumors, agreeing in Ooh. meetings. Blaming. We didn't mention that one. That's a big one. Those people are the worst. Um, agreeing in meetings, but not following through afterward. Mm. Agreeing publicly, I would say, for me, and then not following through. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. And then they do nothing. Oh, my God. I have worked with a lot of people like that. I had a boss that would do that. And she was by far, and I, someone who knows, who's listening to this podcast knows what I'm talking about, but she was by far one of the worst people that I worked for. Mm-hmm. Um, I would literally be sitting there in a meeting with her and clients and she would tell the clients one thing. We get out of the, the meeting and then she would turn around and tell me to do the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to the client. And then when I would be like a few weeks later, I'd be like, but why did we do this? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you literally told me to do this and to tell her X, Y, Z. And then it's like, I don't remember doing that. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, I literally asked you about it I, I was like are you sure you want to do this and then they'd be like oh yeah yep. <sighs> for someone like that um angry all over again hoarding information is another one oh. um so here's one uh, i work with someone 
who was legit awful. I mean, she was the definition of toxic coworker. Uh-huh. Like my first like couple weeks, she refused to show me how to do anything. Like she'd be like, I don't know, just give it a try. And I'm like, I don't know how to do it though. So we'll just go ahead and try it. Like you have to kind of make it your own flow. And I'm like, you have to show me first. Yeah. I don't have a flow. Yeah. <laughs> and she would just set me up to fail. She's like, oh, that looks perfect. Go ahead and send it out. And then reply to all and be like, Doreen, you made these mistakes and this mistakes. I'm like, I literally sent this to you. She also told me to my face that I know who's going to make it at this company and you're not going to make it. Um, she was awful. Uh, the hoarding information part though, she supported like a few of the different like leaders and Mm -hmm. she told them that they were not allowed to have a network printer in their offices so that she could see every single thing that they were printing. Wait, what was, what was her position? Uh, she was uh, an executive assistant. Why did she get to make that decision? She just told them, like, IT said that there can only be one network printer, and that's going to be in my office because I print more than you guys do. So if you need to print something, you oh. have to send it to me. And so when she left, I was like, why don't you guys have printers? Like, you're big, you're big people. Like, you should have your own printers. Oh, no, we're not allowed to have that. Who said that? That's not true <laughs> at all. <laughs> I love people like that. Of course you can. It's like, we did, we're not allowed to do that. It's like, who told you that? Mm. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> but that was how she could. So anything they printed, anything they did, she got to see it all, right? So she was hoarding that information. Um, okay, so another one is caring only about personal agendas over team, company goals. It's all about, you know, serving themselves. And I will say this. If you're not sure who your toxic coworker is, can't think of anyone in your office, it's you. You are the toxic coworker. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's you. Oh, the, the agreeing to do something publicly oh my god i worked with someone who supposedly was like the all-star the this the that blah 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 right and in public when we would be talking about hey can you know so and so should learn this and you know can you learn this so you can help out the team yeah yeah yeah. i I, i'm totally into that i could totally do that in private meetings with the boss "Yeah, yeah yeah i'll totally do that blah 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 and then when it came down to like hey let's set up a time so we can show you how to do this it was like I really don't want to do that. Yep. Like, uh, can we, can you just do it? And I'll just do X, this over here and I'll give you this, you know, can we comp like, and I was just like, you're so full of shit. Like, if you don't want to do it, don't you just hear me? I just bang the table. <laughs> Frustration. How dare you? I hated that shit. I was like, meanwhile, you're out here acting like you're like Miss Bambi, like doe eyed and just perfect. So like, seriously, like I can't deal with that shit. But, so- um, Let's figure out if you're the toxic coworkers. Me? Um, no, anyone. Right? <laughs> uh, do people not even expect a project from you by its due date? Or do they avoid assigning you important tasks altogether? You're a toxic coworker. Mm. If your colleagues have given up on you doing things right, you're probably the toxic coworker. You being re- unreliable frustrates everyone, even if it doesn't directly affect them. Sometimes it's you right? Like sometimes you are that person, but sometimes it's the job that you have. If you are too thin, asked to do a million and one things, it makes it impossible to really be good at your job when, I'm sorry, to be a good non-toxic coworker. If you have a horrible, awful job, if you dread going to work every day because you know it's the wrong fit, here's Mm -hmm. a solution. You can look for what? Another job. So I wanted to give you my worst not my worst i have had several coworker issues 
And it's weird to me that people act this way. But anyways, so I worked at a firm one time and there was, again, three of us that worked in one little area. Two of them like were Biffles, like whatever. And I mean, up their asses, Biffles, like let's hold hands down the hallway and go to the bathroom kind of thing. Stop it. Girl, I don't lie about these things. Okay? <laughs> I don't lie about these things. By the way, I got in trouble one time for calling that out on Facebook, not naming any names. And I was like, seriously, eat one. Okay. Anyways, so these two individuals, I did not have the same personality as them, honestly. Like I was cordial. Hi, how are you doing? You know, whatever. Coworkers stuff, you know, hey, um, do you know how to do this? You know how to do that? You know, exchange of information so that we can all reach our goals, right? in your work day, you know, other than that, I didn't really go to lunch with them. Um, things like, or, you know, socialize too much with them. Cause I just, I didn't have the same personality. I just didn't, you know, gel with them the same way. No harm, no foul. They made it their mission basically to make me so miserable because I would not hang out with them mm. outside of work. It got to the point that it was harassment. Like I really like looking back on it, knowing what I know now, very much so like toxic 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 like I was going home in tears I was like nervous to go into work because I was like all they do is sit there and belittle me like they just sit there and you know talk shit because I don't want to be friends with you or whatever and you know why don't you go with us here why don't you like do this with us and I'm like because I don't have to but it got to that point like typically I'm pretty strong like but it got to that point because it was like every single day, like months of badgering, badgering, badgering. And I was just like, I've had it. And so that was definitely a situation. Like I remember I went to my manager and I was like, this is ridiculous. I cannot work. I can't focus on my work because they're so busy, worried about me being friends with them. Mm -hmm. And I remember she told the big boss, the big boss called us in for a meeting and said, get it together or there's going to be some big changes here. And I'm there just like quiet. Okay. Yeah. And I was just like, it was just ridiculous. I was like, I don't have, I don't know where people get off. Like, I'm not obligated. To, no one is obligated to be friends with you just because you work with them. No. This is not kindergarten or anything like that. No one's forcing me to hold hands with you, especially down to the bathroom. So go eat a dick. <laughs> so with that being said, we have exchanged lots of stories of ridiculousness today. <laughs> I feel like there's so much more. Like, I have so many stories for you of that, but really quick. So how are we overcoming these toxic coworkers, right? Because we got to be smart about it. You don't want to lose your job. You know, you don't want to cause any kind of thing that will ruin your reputation at the end of the day, if you care about it. Some people just don't give a fuck. So this is my idea, right? First of all, you want to make sure that if you are, you know, you do talk to anyone in the office, make sure you find your allies, make sure you are careful with what you say to certain people that kind of thing. If that person is toxic, make sure you are not sharing personal information with them or what have you. So one of the toxic co-workers that I mentioned earlier, I remember that whole don't share personal information. It got so bad that I had a rental car um, because I was going out of town for the weekend, but I didn't tell her that because we're not friends. Mm -hmm. Do you know that this woman, she never even asked me. She just saw the keys in my hand. Mm -hmm. And when I came back to work, my boss called me and was like, well, she said that you've been purposely trying to stay and get overtime because you don't have a car and you're, you're driving a rental car right now. And that's why you're in overtime. And I was like, what? What does that even make? How does that even make sense? 
that like I am poor and I have a rental car and I'm trying to purchase a car. So that must be why I've been working overtime. And I'm like, I'm working overtime because you guys give me a ton of work to do. You think I want to be here till eight o'clock at night? I most certainly do not. She didn't. Yeah. Is this the same person from earlier you said? Yeah. Fuck her. Yeah, she's awful. Legit. Oh my god. Let's find her. Find you know what after this is over, we're gonna find her on Facebook. And then and then I remember <laughs> I was going through a really rough time and she was like, I'm gonna sage you. And so she brought in all this sage and was like, Okay, now you gotta keep these things all over you. I was like, I don't feel comfortable having this person who's super mean to me all the time performing any sort of rituals with anything where I have to keep seeds on me. I don't she's like, and then pin it here. And I was like, I will do no such thing. You are not Ma'am? my friend. I'm going to need you to take several steps back. (laughs) Oh, my God. So. Overcoming. Yeah. So with that being said, overcoming, right? Wait, how I overcame that lady was I took her job. Oh, shit. (laughs) Biggest flex ever. I love it. Take her job. Proud of you. Get a girl. Is that currently the position that you're in? Yep yeah say that shit all right (laughs) so the other thing is focus on what you can control if something is out of your control someone's over way over there doing something and it doesn't matter to you and it does not affect your job what have you don't worry about it just let it go i know sometimes being with the same person in the middle in an office every day it can make you crazy just let it go bro it's not worth it I will also say that you can definitely set boundaries. Um, So like if you have an office door, close it. You know, that's the best way for no one to bother you is to close your door. Or if someone is constantly calling you on the phone, just don't answer. Don't feed into that. Hey, say, hey, if you need something, email me. I I had to work on that. Like everyone's like, I called you. I called you. I called you. I'm like, hey, I can't work that fast. So if you need something, email me and I will get back to you as soon as I can. But you can't call me and try to like, you need to stop what you're doing and do it now. If everyone did that, I would get nothing done. Exactly. Um, setting those boundaries is really important. And sometimes you just have to say, hey, I have, this is what I have going on. I can't really talk right now. Or, you know, I just need a little time, a little space. And just, you know, mm-hmm. be polite about it because you have to work with this person. But there are ways to overcome it. Yeah. And if it gets to the point that you realize maybe that you're the toxic person and it's stemming from other issues, maybe you're having issues at home or, you know, past PTSD from other jobs or anything like that, you might want to go to therapy. Just saying. I know that sounds crazy because a lot of people aren't like, oh, I'm going to therapy for my job. It doesn't matter what you go to therapy for. If you if it's causing you harm and it's causing you to feel a certain way about yourself or you know you realize that you're on the verge of losing your job because you just can't control your behavior, just go to therapy. See what help you can get. So um health coaches sometimes can also be provided by your health insurance for free. Like there's nothing that you have to do. And they kind of walk you through how to manage stress. Um, those that can also be really helpful and free. You know, I really wish, like, I know that they have a lot of resources now of individuals that can come in and help with that stuff, but they mostly come in to help with the organizing the work structure more than anything. And it's supposed to like leak out into easing over, you know, workplace relationships but I haven't seen so much of a professional really coming in and saying like, we need to work on the dynamics going on here. I feel like a lot of managers, they rely on stuff like icebreaker stuff and like barbecues and like this and like that. And it's just really all it is, all you're doing 
is annoying a bunch of us by forcing us to sit together, you know, instead of just really getting to the root of it and being honest and just saying, look, we're all here to work, Yep. you know, and this is how we're going to get through this. If everyone- oh, another, another toxic coworker was Alana on Broad City. She was the worst. She's really bad. <laughs> oh my God. As fun as she was. Oh my God. Alana. <laughs> She's always trying to get out of work, always coming in late. <laughs> when she had this, she tried to like draw in her, the rest of her crop top with like a Sharpie. Do you remember the episode? She was the worst. Did you see the episode where she's um, interviewing for assistance? Yes. Remember it- that? And there was no position for that, but she just decided. And they were making bank for her. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. They were doing all kinds of stuff for her, but. Alana Glazer, calm down, girl. <laughs> I love her, by the way. You've seen me. I make awesome. several posts with her. Yeah, like, she's awesome. She's is great. Um, that show, I miss that show so much. Okay. My spirit animals. Yeah. <laughs> the pegging episode. Oh my god. Ooh, episode like two or one. Like literally, that's what they 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 brought us into the show with. No, I think the first one was like pussy weed, where they were hiding weed in their vaginas to get on the subway. Wow yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's amazing so (laughs) my dinner is ready okay what's dinner but we what is dinner yeah i haven't had that oh god you need to get it girl this beer is my dinner yeah it is (laughs) you're an adult and you make adult decisions right so, um, well, thanks guys so much for listening to us. We hope that you learned something new um, or you felt like some kind of solidarity with us in our toxic friends situations, our toxic coworker situations. And I just want to say, if you're working in a toxic place or you have toxic friends, just don't be afraid to leave. I, I know it's not easy, but like you are worth that fight. Fight for yourself because no one's going to do it for you. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, because that toxic person, those toxic friends, they're going to keep bringing you down. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of them don't change. Like, even after I made the suggestion of, you know, having a sit-down talk or something like that, a lot of people, especially past a certain age, they've got all the answers, right? A lot of people aren't willing to work on themselves. Yeah. About it, you know? Thanks again for listening to our crazy. We hope you gained something from this episode. If you have any stories you'd like to share about toxic friends or workplace, can you let us know on the socials? Because I love stories like this like just people who are just wowing out in the world for no damn reason but um if you like what you hear per usual you can rate us on all the platforms follow us leave a review and visit our website ebenisis.com for more information that sounded really cute kind of visit our website for more information visit the ebenisis.com i love your white girl voice I have it mastered down to an ort. <laughs> you hear my phone greeting. Call me at work one day. You'd be like, Whoa. Oh, no, I did. I did. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. I remember I, like you picked up and I was like, oh, damn, girl. Hey. Yeah, I'm the fucking professional out here in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, guys. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, f- the Ebenezer's podcast was created, written, recorded, and produced by Jabby and Doreen. Theme music by Chris Black of Truck Music Productions.